What is going on, everybody? It is episode 89 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Introduce yourself, please. Hi, Miracle Sam. Nice to meet you. How you doing? I'm good. You doing good? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a, that was a good start. We did the Joey Tribbiani <laughs> yeah. thing and everything, so I, I think we're good. I was about to yell at you and go, like, don't mess up, Brett. I'm not going to. I didn't mess up. I, I made it through the whole thing without having to redo anything. Nice. Uh, we have a new face amongst us today. She is a new employee here. Ooh. How are you doing today? And introduce yourself to everyone. I'm great. My name is Mary. She is a new hire here. Uh, Very happy to be here. She was on the vlog, I believe, yesterday, and then you were on there uh, yeah. when uh, when Nick misspelled her name. Yeah, my name yeah. is not Maddie. We yelled Just at him. Just so everyone knows, I'm clearing the record. My name is Mary. Well, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. The D and R are like right across of each other. So maybe mistype right there. Oh, it's even yeah. worse than mis than than not knowing the name. It's, she just mistyped. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, I don't know which is because, worse. Because like the D is right below the R. Yeah, I thought the same thing. So it's like, what what is actually worse in that situation? Is it worse to not to, to get it wrong or is it worse to misspell it? Well, like um, it's worse to get it wrong. I, I think At so least too. The typo yeah. Was a mistake. Typo. Or, maybe he had a finger injury and like he, he just hit the wrong button. He's like, ugh. <laughs> Or yeah. maybe he did it on purpose so people can like just investigate you. Just slight me though. Yeah, that <laughs> that is very modern. It's a hazing technique. Mm -hmm. That is very modern day like not like what people would believe like they were out to get me. It's like yeah, they <laughs> or they could have just made a mistake. That yeah. happens too. Yeah. That happens too. Yeah. So we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. Um, we're going to talk about Will Smith apparently going through like. <laughs> What I consider to be a ridiculous uh, situation right now beyond what happened. Uh, we managed to make it all the way through Friday's episode mm -hmm. without talking about Will Smith at all, which I was very excited about. Except but, your accidental slip of the tongue. Yes, I, I knew what I would end up calling Will Smith. Uh, or I would end up calling Bruce Willis. <laughs> Thank you. for I made the mistake again. This is all my fault. Uh, I called Bruce Willis Will Smith, and I knew that was going to happen. So at least I knew ahead of time that I was like... I'm. I have faults. I have plenty of faults, but at least I acknowledge. Don't think you were going to get away with it. I. I, I wasn't going to. <laughs> so. So we, we don't just have uh, Will Smith. We're going to talk about uh, BTS, which Miracle, I am sure, will have plenty to say. Old on. BTS she, is better. She. She tells me that this story is somewhat old news. I say that it's the articles I found are from today, so it's relevant. Uh, we're going to talk about the bubble, which we're going to. Uh, uh, everyone here has different. No, I think they have very different opinions than me. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. fine. That's the beauty of it. We're going to get into. It. And we're going to talk about the crow casting and backlash involving the the, ma the remake that will just simply simply never come to light. At least in my opinion, I I, I think that movie is actually cursed, mm -hmm. uh, Waterworld cursed. And then we got Podluck. We got a bunch of stuff. So if you guys are ready, yeah, I say we just go ahead and get into it. Are we ready? Yeah, we're ready. Aye, aye, Captain. Let's go. All right, let's do this. All right. So the first story is from page six, and it says Netflix and Sony halt Will Smith projects in aftermath of Chris Rock's lap. And all I can think about this is, is like. Really? In an age where like people get into like how many celebrities get DUIs on a fairly regular basis uh, or, or have get in trouble with the law. Ezra Miller just got arrested mm -hmm. uh, and and thrown in jail and then had to get out on bond and then called and then yelled obscenities at the people that he uh, got arrested or who got him out of jail. And he's not being pulled from any movies. That is for sure. What is, does this seem like a fair... Well, do you uh, want to teach your kids it's okay to smack people because they made a funny joke towards you? I, you don't want to teach kids that. And like um, right now, Hollywood, it's like, 
oh, he's not the good example anymore. That, I mean, you're probably, uh, what you're saying is absolutely mm -hmm. right. Like that it's not, you know, he's, what he did was not set a good example, but I also don't look at Hollywood to be the bastion of honesty, truth, and goodness. Uh, so it's like, I would almost be, feel safer if they acted more like what they are, which is corporations, mm -hmm. rather than uh, supposed uh, arbiters of, of truth, justice, in the American way. Mm -hmm. As if there's any Superman fans here. So uh, it says, some of Will Smith's upcoming projects have been paused in the wake of the Oscar slap controversy. Did anybody call it Slapgate? They're missing out if they're not calling it Slapgate. I didn't, but they should have. It should have been called Slapgate. We're calling it now. We're going to be the trendy ones calling it that. Yeah. Perfect. My favorite was the meme that says, did Will Smith just slap Chris Rock? And so he says, I don't know. I'm not a slapologist. <laughs> the, the actor who stunned the world when he smacked comedian Chris Rock in the face for making a bald joke about his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, has had a Netflix film and movie for Sony both put on hold, uh, according to Hollywood Reporter. I find it interesting that it says that they call the Netflix one in a film and the Sony one a movie. Mm -hmm. Is there a difference? Um, one is art and one is not. So it says the Netflix is in the process of finding a new director. So he's got a movie coming out called Fast and Loose, which it says from what I read was like he plays like a drug kingpin with like memory problems, which sounds like it could be extremely bad, mm -hmm. but at the same time, maybe not. I don't, he doesn't I, I, know who's paid him. Yeah. Or yeah. Not. yeah. So, so. <laughs> They, they lose their director on this and then they're like, oh, well, maybe this is the perfect time to put this on the shelf because the actor himself is radioactive right now. Mm -hmm. But it's not just that. He also, he resigned from the Academy. So this is from Deadline. It says, heartbroken Will Smith resigns from a Academy ahead of decision on his future after the Oscar slap of Chris Rock. So I don't know why this all, like, I never felt like the thing was staged, but this response is so, to me, overblown that this part feels staged to me. Mm -hmm. Like, they're, do they're overdoing it. Am I, am I wrong here? Am I on the wrong side of this? Eh. I thought people were going to come to Will Smith's defense because they were saying Chris Rock's joke was misogynistic. Well, and and uh, ableist. I, mm -hmm. can, it ableist? Be, can it be considered? Is alopecia a, di it, a disability? It, or just... It's an illness. So I guess it's, uh, it's, I don't know. it's, uh, it's some type of healthist. joke. It's Hel healthist. Yeah. It's healthist. That don't, that's probably a term. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. Uh, one of them, they called it, um, what was it called? Texture. Uh, what was that one that somebody what? called it? Um, uh, texturism? Texturism. Mm -hmm. Yes. They called it, uh, they said it was rooted in misogynoir and texturism yes um, hair texture i that's uh i guess what they're huh. talking about um i'm just feel, like upset because like i'm not gonna be on jada pickett smith's um side for this because she said like in a tiktok that she's not afraid and she's not embarrassed by her bald head so then she should live up to that yeah, yeah. so shut up already yep. sorry i just i don't <laughs> i also never person. i never put together until i started reading a bunch of articles about all this i was like jada and then they have a kid named jaden Damn, you're dumb. And I will never, and then Willow. Never, never. That was on purpose. The, no, Will and Willow I knew about uh, yeah. because I'd watched something. But <laughs> Jada and Jaden, I guess because I, I, I thought more of um, at the time when Jaden was coming up in this industry, there was more news about Will than there was about Jada. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really, yeah. I forgot about her for a while. But it, during this, I'm like, huh. So they really just added letters. Good for mm -hmm. them. Yeah. There's like, like me and my brother, um, our names are both start with B, mm -hmm. but 
in the entire lifetime history of my family, I've maybe been called by my actual name two or three times, and the rest of the time I get called Ben, and, <laughs> and he gets called... I don't know if he got called Brett as much as I got called Ben. No, they always called the youngest one the um, oldest one's name. And like, my grandparents used to call me by my mom's name a lot. And frankly, I'm offended. Mm -hmm. we, we have the right to be offended by this. Uh, so it's like, uh, that, that was, that's off to the side of these points. But the point is that he's kind of having his career uh, pulled from him, pulled out from under him over like an incident where they didn't press charges. Uh, the cops chose not to press charges. Chris Rock chose not to press charges. Uh, does it really, is it really fair to stop the dude from working? Well, he's bringing it upon himself because I think if Will had done the slap, Slapgate happened and he just didn't back down and was like, yeah, it was the right thing to do. Yeah. And I was standing up for my wife. I have principles. Then you can't really do anything with that. He mm -hmm. resigned voluntarily. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, so I, I just think it's weird because he's going through this weird performative guilt uh, after the fact. Uh, yeah. His wife, uh, or Jaden, doesn't seem to have a problem with it. His wife kind of said, called for healing, which is the most nebulous of... I was like, you mean like... Chris's face yeah. needs to be healing because <laughs> mm -hmm. of where he got slapped. Like, what does that even mean? Will's hand. Yeah, like, did, did he get a blister? Uh, <laughs> did he get a cut on his hand from... Mm -hmm. from well, apparently everyone was so traumatized and oh God. triggered. That's, that's, they the, need emotional healing from oh my God, you know that what situation. We should, do? we should sue them so we can get money for we emotional... We should sue them. Yeah, <laughs> we should sue them because emotionally they scarred us and visually they scarred us from that slap there right? was fcc mm -hmm. complaints about this uh to the whatever i don't remember what fc it's like the the, the it's the networks like where you complain if something happens on a network television that you want to be federal like, this communications um what okay so something what happened like to my but brain the same thing happened to uh when when nipplegate another mm -hmm. gate happened with what? uh uh, Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson, <laughs> um, and and Justin Timberlake at the Super Bowl in like 2004. That was definitely staged. Though. That was uh, that was that's like one of those ones where we, we did a thing where cause there's like a documentary about mm -hmm. that that just came out recently about like all how, about that about well about like how like her career kind of that's crazy suffered and his didn't mm -hmm. and then they're like massage I was gonna say ma misogyny Mas yes uh, well that would be technically kind of misogyny know. it would it could be considered misogyny war uh I believe because mm -hmm. of yes but the point is is that uh, they're saying that uh, there was a lot of FCC complaints about that as well so we do have a right to make a complaint about being traumatized it wouldn't make us very cool but we could complain about that if we wanted to uh what was it Amy Schumer or which one was the one it that was, was Amy like Schumer, yeah. what did she say she said that we were all triggered and traumatized mm -hmm. or something like that. This actually reminds me of um, after the last Terminator movie came out, Terminator, uh, what was the, Dark Fate, the, the movie did really bad. Mm -hmm. And the director um, says in an interview, he's like, I'm processing the trauma. And I was watching a Clownfish TV mm -hmm. video and Geeky just dissolves into tears of laughter at the mm -hmm. idea of this guy being like people being mean to him about his movie on the internet uh is akin to trauma and that's how these people think you know mm -hmm. they're they very disconnected from the real world so to them maybe watching one celebrity like open hand slap <laughs> another celebrity as if it was like a a saturday night live skit from the 80s pretty uh, tame is mm -hmm. very yeah like you like you make all these movies where people do all this violent stuff to each other and you can't watch one dude slap another dude with an open hand mm -hmm. 
Uh, it's it's very sad. So so Netflix is pulling this movie. It's called Fast and Loose. Uh, and, and I guess what the idea is like they're putting them all on hold uh, for the time being to wait for this blows o- for this to blow over. It's weird because it doesn't feel like if anything they could ride this into a a wave of like more viewership. Like yeah. people aren't happy with Will Smith, but this is this is so not the same level of crap that people are fighting about these days that he's not. It's not like he's not going to come back from this. You know what I mean? Like this isn't them complaining about politics or religion or something else that people are extremely divided on, like to their core. This is one of those things. Just like, eh, I slapped Chris Rock. Do I really care about Chris Rock anyway? Nobody feels that mm-hmm. strongly about it. No, the, the, it's. I think what it is. I think there's a side of people where they're like, all right, this is the stuff we can argue about now and not feel like you're going to like really hit people at their core issues, right? So right. it's the bread and circus of of complaining on the internet where we can have this to fight about and you don't have to fight about uh modern day wedge issues or the war in ukraine yeah. you can complain about this stuff with your aunt on twitter you can fight with your aunt and your uncle on facebook about this mm-hmm. uh and the boomers can have their take you can have your take yeah. and at the end you can still go to thanksgiving dinner yeah, together that's i think that's the best way to put mm-hmm. it this is this yeah. is like this is what americans and I'm, it's not just americans because there's people like I, i've seen takes from people in other countries about this <laughs> and i'm always like this is why america is more awesome than you because you're never going to see us fighting over like uh telenovela celebrities slapping each other right so uh or k-pop or, stars. well we're, we're gonna talk about that later but oh, no, they're mean. I, that was actually <laughs> that was actually i was actually when when i just said that i was like maybe i'm wrong though because the k she, yeah i yeah. think you i was like maybe maybe you're right no so they take it very seriously they, and, and the people here take it very seriously so <laughs> so i think people are just kind of soaking up the ability to have like this uh something else to complain about mm-hmm. that isn't politics uh so fast and loose uh, says would have followed a crime boss who loses his memory after getting attacked embarked on a journey to discover his true identity as a man living a double life as a wealthy kingpin and a broke CIA agent. Mm-hmm. That is a hell of an elevator pr- pitch to somebody. Like, that's a lot of moving parts there. But it says uh, Netflix put the project, uh, they put out like an urgent call for a new director after Leach uh, uh, backed out. Mm-hmm. But then when this happened, they're just like, we're going to shelve it for now. Uh, and then Bad Boys for Light or Bad Boys 4. The fact that they called three bad boys for life mm-hmm. when they could have called bad boys for bad boys for life is an extremely huge I'm missed opportunity. I'm extremely confused. <laughs> it's okay. They, what did you think they should have called it? Uh, well, bad boys three was called bad boys for life. Oh. Why wouldn't they wait and call bad boys four bad boys for life? For life. Yes. With, okay. with, with a big yeah. boomer number four. Yeah. It would have been fantastic. Uh, they could have done that very easily. Yeah. So it says, uh, for something that could have been a throwaway joke, uh, the actions of Will Smith at last weekend's Oscar ceremony have brought the incident much more attention and press than it would have ever been given if it had uh, been allowed to pass the same way as other jokes aimed at celebrities in attendance. Uh, they're right. And I don't see how this is impacting these movies. Like hundreds of millions of dollars go into making these. And it's not just his job that gets lost. It's the director it's the co-directors it's the first unit producers it's the other actors it's extras credits all these jobs now are getting lost because one dude slapped another dude uh it's why it proves why they have the amount of bargaining power they have when they negotiate contracts Mm -hmm. if this guy's one bad action can stop hundreds of people from making money then that's why they have the leverage to make the money they do when they make these movies Mm -hmm. but it just seems like an overreaction to me 
to to not just be like, okay, scold him, say, look, you can't come to next year's Oscars, uh, give us a, a formal apology, and in a couple of months, nobody's going to remember this happened. Well, if they were in the process of making these movies, it would have blown over a million times over by the time they actually released them. Yeah, just don't mm-hmm. talk about it. Like, yeah. just, and then and then what'll happen is like eight people months. People are so bored. <laughs> eight months down the line, people will see a trailer and somebody will be like, "Man, he hit that dude in that trailer the same way he hit Chris Rock." Holy shit! <laughs> and then nobody would have cared. It, it would have been like it would have been old news by then. Yeah. So uh, it just seems like an overreaction to me. Uh, I did find this article though that was uh, rather enter- uh, not entertaining but illuminating. It says Ali Stark claims he was bullied on set by will smith so maybe it's like chickens coming home to roost in a way like mm-hmm. bad karma uh are we have are there believers in karma here i don't know if there's believers in um, karma here karma is always a bitch it always comes back to you blah 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 yeah yeah like my grandparents and mom will always tell me like um so they don't call it karma they call it bot so like you have bad bot but it always comes back to you immediately or somewhere later so like uh a lot of my family will tell me like yeah you're gonna be homeless Good luck, Miracle. Wow. Yeah. That's your family. So, I, <laughs> yeah. As I told you before, mm-hmm. your your uh, your family has done you no favors, mm-hmm. and you are doing very fantastically. Yeah, life, it's fine. Without, without their help. There's no trauma here. Yeah. See, it, it's not as big of trauma as having people be mean about the yeah. movie you made, but, yeah, you know. That's really triggering. Yeah. Yes, that's uh, as we know. So I don't know if you believe in karma. I, for one, do not believe in karma Mm -hmm. um because there are so many people doing so much evil and Mm -hmm. not facing consequences until they die yeah so it says uh, as per the sun his ali co-star paul rodriguez had has revealed the issues he had with will smith while the two were filming the movie based on a 10-year period in muhammad ali in muhammad ali's life saying this chris rock uh chris rock only took one slap at the oscars but i took a verbal slap from will smith every day and sometimes i think the emotional injuries are just as deep (sighs) what if it's like um i'm trying to give this dude the bit like unless this dude was like saying like the most heinous uh like (laughs) like if this dude is just like your your acting sucks like big deal dude get over it Mm -hmm. uh like this just feels to me like somebody's seeking attention uh like he's like will smith's hot right now Mm -hmm. yeah oh look at it everyone's mad at will smith i'll tell them my my negative will smith story so uh, so it continues he says i and sometimes i think that the emotional damages are just as deep if not deeper than the physical ones that movie was meant to be a huge stepping stone in my career but for me it was it ended up being a nightmare because of all the sickening abuse i got from smith he was evil to me but nice to everyone else it was sort of like jekyll and hyde Mm -hmm. you know what maybe he did something to deserve it i he could have and also it's like evil is one of those words i don't throw that word around very often i I make it a point like when i talk about i think that the media like corporate media is evil i mean when i say that i say i know how much that word should entail entail when you say it that i Mm -hmm. when i think something is evil i I don't think if this dude was like you're you're a bad actor and you suck at this like that's not evil Mm -hmm. that's just being an asshole he didn't really go into much detail about what that really meant and these things are pretty common like where it's like what okay what happened because because maybe he's like recalling the stories like and then he called me a name it just doesn't quite have the same emotional impact uh as saying something as flowery as uh all of the sickening, like he eloquently states what happened to him without actually saying what happened to him. Yeah. So it says uh, the comedian claimed the entire ordeal caused his acting career to fall apart and said he kept a diary to document the overall experience. I see fishing for a book deal right here. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Rodriguez portrayed Muhammad Ali's doctor, uh, Ferdy Pacheco, uh, which Will Smith, which while Smith filled the boots of the legendary boxer, it's actually a really good movie. If you guys, if you guys haven't seen Ali, it's a Michael Mann yeah, film. It's, good. Uh, it's a very good movie. I was a bigger fan of uh, the hurricane with Denzel Washington, mm -hmm. but uh, just my. What you I haven't said? seen either. Um, so it says his his Rodriguez's motivation to reveal his encounter with Smith came after he witnessed the actor slap Chris Rock on live television as uh, after the comedian made a joke about Will's wife Jada Pickett Smith's alopecia caused baldness. I like how he's saying it like I couldn't stay silent anymore. <laughs> I had to speak up. He was spurred up. to he, action. He's like I I can no longer. I held my I held what happened to me in for too long, and this just <laughs> proves that I should have spoken out sooner. When really he's like. Look at all the attention I could get if I speak out about this now. Yeah. So they, they find their ways of framing this stuff that I find to be kind of hilarious. But I don't think that uh, this guy was motivated by uh, the desire to protect uh, fellow comedians if they're ever to uh, end up on an award show. Mm -hmm. In fact, this is going to be funny because now anytime Will Smith is at an award show, there's going to be like fake will, will he, smith jokes he? yeah like will they make fun of will smith or won't they jokes mm -hmm. uh and they're gonna have to be like really like or they're gonna make one and then like cover up and like it'll be it'll turn into physical comedy <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah so i can't wait um or he just like like he just won't go to a war he'll end up going back to award shows he wouldn't even leave that yeah. one so yeah um well what if what happened was he misinterpreted like you know how people say like um, negative things, but it's more like words of endearment. What if he mistook that? He just, and he's just making it dramatic. He just didn't. I'd love to know direct quotes. Yeah, I want, I want this. We're demanding it. Direct quotes, please. Are we yeah. talking about the, the the person that's accusing Will Smith? Okay, the the, really the Rodriguez. Annoying. Yeah, yeah. The, I would like to know exactly what he said. Like, if there's like backs, kind of like the the Christian Bale mm -hmm. blow up at, yeah. uh, on the <laughs> on the set of Terminator. Good for you. Like, I want to see like <laughs> mm -hmm. if there was a Will Smith version of that with this mm -hmm. guy who's just yeah. maybe maybe like the guy doesn't want to because it actually shows that he's like a really bad actor. Like, he mm -hmm. couldn't get any of his lines right, <laughs> and Will's just getting really frustrated. He's like, dude. We've been on set for 15 hours. Uh, you haven't gotten, you haven't hit one of your marks. It's time to, mm -hmm. it's time to do your job. And the guy just took that as really traumatizing. Oh, so. boohoo. To be fair, if a woman came out saying that Will Smith had uh, given her sickening abuse, yep. I think a lot of people would care. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, but this but is just like, uh, what are you talking about, dude? Mm -hmm. He's a dude. They don't care. Yeah. They, they don't, <laughs> he, he doesn't matter. This, this dude doesn't matter. It's he, okay. He doesn't matter. Everybody will just fight over is um chris i mean will wrong or right and this will last like maybe the next month and me and you we had maybe like a, a week yeah yeah it was like i was surprised it made made it more than two yeah. or three days like one of the reasons i'm covering this now is because it does feel like why is this still a thing like i was literally waiting I'm like but ukraine am i right like no nobody's talking about now americans are vapid and, and have no yeah. uh ident no no ability to focus beyond like what's in the what the current thing is mm -hmm. so now we're talking about neither one yes exactly so all right so we're going to move on and we're going to talk about uh something i didn't ever think would be something i would talk about but we're going to talk about k-pop mm -hmm. k-pop miracle miracle likes k-pop right yeah, sometimes. Miracle X K-pop. Uh, you listen to a K-pop song from this band. Uh, yes. It I was... listened to Butter. It... Oh, that I heard one? it, but I didn't know what it was called or the lyrics. It was, okay. it was exactly what I expected it to sound like. 
what catchy but... it was it's it, yeah it's catchy pop music nah. it's exactly what i expected to sound like but this uh this is from tmz and it says bts boys in the band must join south korean army so uh conscription is a bitch uh yeah this is very old news see the, the articles from today so mm -hmm. technically it's not old news if they're this has been like years they've been saying they were supposed to go to the military but they kept on pushing it off because they're a popular band and they're still representing south korea so they kept on pushing off like their time to they go. going so half of them i believe is already over the age of like 20 so i think they're going maybe soon right soon because the new president told them like you have to go now so, the, so we'll, we'll get into Good it so they have a new <laughs> they have a new uh, a new president there and basically one of the first things they asked him was like so what about that bts exemption and 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 the, there's been no answer yet but it says mm -hmm. in shades of elvis the biggest band on the globe will be walking away from the mic for a year and a half to serve in south korean's army south korea's ambassador to great britain made it clear k-pop bands band members have the same obligation as everyone else an obligation to protect protect their country there's good reasons to worry these days north korea has become super aggressive kim jong-il he recently fired a, ma a missile mm -hmm. that could uh, carry nuclear warheads Ooh. that's that's very yes the and, rocket and, man. and what i think of when when that happens is like bts on the front lines like looking really really like oh one of them could have got away with it because he's already um let's see He's already 28, so he could have went away with it if they didn't say anything. Well, it maybe maybe it ends up passing before he has to. Like, maybe. they haven't gone yet. So well, because, like, in South Korea, it's supposed to be 18 to 28. Eight. Yes, right here so, it says it says yeah. South Korean uh, South Korea requires men ages eighteen to twenty eight to serve at least eighteen months. Mm -hmm. The ambassador said it would uh, it was very much expected that young Korean men serve the serve the country, and those BTS members are role models for many young generation Koreans. Mm -hmm. uh, he did not give a time frame on when the group would be called to duty. It does bring back memories of the stories of Elvis, who was at the height of his popularity <laughs> popularity in the nineteen fifties, joined uh, joined the military. He was uh, he was able to restart his career, but it was never quite the same after that. There was also the pro football player whose name always escapes me mm -hmm. who joined the nfl or who was in the nfl got a large contract and then uh after 9 11 enlisted uh and was actually kia mm -hmm. was actually killed in action over there um but there was like a, a list here it was like a bunch of celebrities it's amazing how many celebrities had that you wouldn't expect like mm -hmm. clint eastwood yeah i buy that he served in the military uh yeah. uh tom Selleck, hugh hefner but there was like some mm -hmm. other ones that i i wasn't expecting i don't remember who it was i'm gonna look actually oh yeah Chuck Norris, uh, Air Force, that makes perfect mm -hmm. sense. Bob Barker, not exactly somebody I would have seen as, as a military man. Mm -hmm. But uh, a lot of them, like Mr. T, it fits right in with their character. But Drew oh, Carey? Hugh Hefner doesn't make sense because I just picture him wearing a robe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the battlefield. Yeah. On the battlefield. Mm -hmm. So I like how they put John F. Kennedy as like a, a celebrity rather than a, a yeah. politician. Because oh. that used to be very normal for, for politicians to have military service. Mm -hmm. Ron DeSantis is like a Navy SEAL. Well, like Navy you know SEAL. John F. Kennedy played in the movie, right? Like he was an actor once before he joined what? politics. I don't remember or that. Or during that. Yeah, so he was in the I forgot what you have movie to look it was. Up. Yeah. I, I know Ronald Reagan was yeah. a, was a, was an actor, but uh, okay. So this other article is from the Korean Herald and says BTS military exemption not discussed yet, uh, according to the presidential transition team. Uh, and it says basically, I, I get down here. We're not going to go with the names miracle. Uh, I apologize. Oh, it's I'm, okay. I'll help. The, the, no, I'm saying we don't need to do the names. Like it's politician A, politician B. Okay. Uh, but it says that there was no mention of of the military service at all during the presidential transition committee told her uh, the president of the transition community of the mm -hmm. transition committee told reporters after the visit from hybe headquarters h-y-b-e 
uh, late Saturday. It's something that should be decided in the newly launched UN government after discussion with the National Assembly. Uh, they, so, but they're leaving the door open for, for further information. It says, there was speculation that Saturday's meeting could lead to the removal of the biggest hurdle for the group's global career, the mandatory military service. All able-bodied South Korean men are required to serve in the armed forces for a, pe- for a period of about two years as recipients of the fifth-class uh, Wagwan, Hawagwan, what? Uh, second paragraph or paragraph underneath the photo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it says they won. Uh, it's like a, the order of cultural merit. So it's like oh, kind of like I don't know how to it's kind of like so. how in they have like the they give like awards to mm-hmm. like, like knighthoods in, in Britain for people in, in entertainment yeah. and stuff like that. Um, so they're talking about the, it says the seven members of the group can prolong enlistment until they're 30 years old. So that go- mm-hmm. flies in the face of the 28 year old yeah. thing that we heard earlier. It says, this means Jin, is that how you pronounce I'm assuming that's yeah, pronounced Jin. The oldest member of the group must enlist by December of this year. Told you, he was yep. almost like free. Like, yep. you know, the. Well, he's not free. They're just, they're just, they're, they're making him wait till the end. <laughs> I know. And he should have just done it earlier and gotten he it over. He should have, but it's. It's just funny because originally they didn't want them to do it because, as you said in the other article, like they're a role model for South Korea and they represent South Korea. So if something happened to them, nobody cares about South Korea. But that should be even more Mm -hmm. reason that they serve the country, right? You would think. I'm surprised because I thought, you know, most of the appeal of the Mm K-pop stars was that they're these soft boys. Yeah. And they like... Their little cinnamon rolls or whatever. Well, it depends which um, banner you're talking about. Because when BTS first started off, they were like a hardcore rap group. And that's what yeah, I really love them. Yeah, but they're just bubblegum pop mm-hmm. now. I mean, I just thought like the army would mm-hmm. be pushing back yeah. against this. Yeah. And we're going to talk about the army because I like I said. I, oh, we're we have, talk we have Mary army. here to, mm-hmm. to wade <laughs> through the depths of evil that is Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but before we get to that, it says conscription law in Korea grants such exemptions. And this is what I found the most interesting about this. So there are exemptions for Olympic medal winning athletes and recipients of global awards in classical music and art. But there is no clause concerning pop musicians. So they do. They clearly do not value uh, pop uh, entertainment the way that these people would like for them to to value it. It says more specifically, the clause would allow the said individuals to substitute their active duty service with activities in their respective fields. Mm-hmm. A soccer player must continue his soccer career during the two years, uh, and a violinist must continue to perform. There have been complaints from K-pop fans that even the most accomplished stars cannot benefit from such a clause, unlike those in classical music. During Saturday's meeting, uh, Bang told on that he feels the Korean society as a whole can be a bit depreciative towards pop culture. Mm-hmm. I I love that about them. Yeah. It's like <laughs> we value pop culture in the West far too yeah, highly. It's one of the reasons I enjoy doing the shows because we tend to be very critical of a lot yeah. of like a lot of the shows that do like what we do tend to be very shill and they just want to rub elbows with celebrities. I want to actually have a conversation from someone who isn't from Hollywood or talk about it with people that aren't from Hollywood, aren't under the spell uh, of what that world offers people. Mm-hmm. And I think that there is uh, a utility in having discussions about it because it is so valued by so many people in our culture here. So to know that other cultures understand that it is uh, a bit frivolous um, is kind of enlightening and hope gives me hope that maybe we can get back to that here. I hope they don't add a clause about pop stars. Let's hope not. So, but I mean, they, they like, like I said, Gal, Gal Gadot 
went was in the military all everyone in israel has to mm-hmm. has to do at least 18 months or something like or two years of mm-hmm. of service and she was a fitness instructor mm-hmm. i mean they're not going to put her on the front lines no yeah. she might smile away the enemy it might actually work yeah She's- because like my favorite band big bang like they were already like over the age of 20 and like i think it was like four years ago like all of them joined the military but they didn't put them in the front lines they put them like somewhere in the back i forgot it was like something stupid but they had but the point is they had, they they had, had to, to do serve. it yeah. uh did did they all survive i'm assuming they all survived they all survived but um was sadly the, was the career ever the same afterwards the career so basically they're gonna make their comeback soon um my favorite member of that group everybody knows it and somebody debate me in the comments top which is top but people <laughs> pronounce it top but i'm like no it spells top you idiots um basically for him he did an interview and he's like yeah but they got one of their members had legal allegations against him because he ran a prostitution ring and he's no longer in that band and he's your favorite member why no is he t- your no, no, no 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 a different guy a different guy oh, okay. i was like i was no, like he what? was talking about it he was, was like i love prostitution yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no no but top like he was talking about it because um i think he was like the third oldest the member that he was talking about i forgot who he was but he wasn't that important anyway in my eyes but and they're gonna have their you think the careers are gonna come back their career no they said they're gonna come back but they're dismissing one member because okay. in total they had five okay all right well we will we will see if that if that happens mm-hmm. but there is a bill pending in the national assembly assembly that if passed would allow prominent star pop stars to gain the advantage of such exemptions uh and like mary said i'm, I'm with you right there like let's hope that they don't and understand that classical music uh that i understand olympics that is uh, a physical exertion and you know to win mm-hmm. in sport is, is a little bit different so uh, I agree. And now let's, speaking of military, we are going to talk about, <laughs> oh my goodness. The Army. The Army, mm-hmm. which I, you know, as somebody who grew up during the the boy band era, understand that, like, ridiculous fandoms are a thing. Mm-hmm. I obviously understand that, like, every uh, pop culture group, whether it's Star Wars, whether it's Marvel, whether it's DC, they all have their weirdo super fans that, like, live breathe and die by these properties whether it's because it was something that influenced them when they were young and impressionable uh whether it's the literal overdoses of nostalgia we're kind of having pumped into our veins these days Mm -hmm. um i'm i had a fantastic time at watching wrestlemania last night and one of it was the most nostalgic thing i've ever seen in my entire life i got to Mm -hmm. witness stone cold steve austin wrestle again after 19 years pure nostalgia but nostalgia is a drug uh, in a lot of ways so this uh this is a referring to her name is irrelevant she is one of just many hundreds of millions of people that are uh kind of take this approach doesn't matter she is army she is army nothing else that's honestly a really astute observation who she is to her probably does not matter uh Mm -hmm. in the same way so it says uh do you want to go ahead and read this for me i yes i think i can capture the convey the instability uh (laughs) army we are officially in bts lockdown Haters, antis, naysayers, and stupid people will be blocked, muted, ignored. We will not be giving them an ounce of our time or energy. People who engage will be blocked. No free promo. We control the narrative today. Pass it on. It reads... To whom it may concern. Yes. 
We are currently on a BTS lockdown and therefore will not be entertaining any distractions nor bullshit from you. Please contact us in 72 hours after comeback for further concerns. Regards, ARMY. Insane. Absolutely insane. It, were you aware of this? I, yeah. Okay. They're are you on like BTS lockdown? No, I don't care for them. <laughs> I also, no offense. Like, you guys can fight me. I just don't care for them I, that much. This is because the Grammys are coming up. Yes. Yeah. It's so, a far more important battle the, than any real military operation. Yes. Uh, she she found this because apparently <laughs> they're up for a Grammy this year. Yeah. Um, and this is like army uh, people arguing with people who are like American army people. Like they hate that the Western stands. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to weed out any distractions from like streaming butter mm -hmm. I, I also had <laughs> to have so absurd <laughs> i also i also had to have uh mary point out to me what infp dash t meant which that i had was never in heard the person's bio that was in this person's bio so yeah. I, I had never heard of that before uh what is what is it again does anybody it's, know it's an mbti personality type if okay. you have oh, it in your bio I, you might be a little bit self-obsessed i have a story behind that because i actually have one of those what? Which one are you? Um, it said that I was very, it. I don't remember like all of it, but mainly it was like introverted. But I only mm -hmm. took that stupid test because this guy that really wanted to be with me, he's like, "Do you want to take this?" I took it for my company, and I was like, "Sure, why not?" Creepy. Yeah. Super creepy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's usually a corporate thing, like yeah. finding your communication style or something. Mm -hmm. But this person is introverted, intuitive, feeling, and perceiving. It's so dumb. And then the Whatever dash T? Whatever the F that means. Dash T? Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's for like a career option. Okay. I forget which one it was. I do. Um, It kind of boggles my mind. Like, I imagine like imagine like going up to someone and be like, hey, want to take the MMPI together? MBTI? Like, <laughs> well, it's the Minnesota Multiphasic Personality oh. Inventory. That's like where you learn whether you, okay. yes. Uh, <laughs> that's that's what this feels like to me. Uh, and it's like, these are the people that you make. take the fitness gram pacer test. Yeah, oh my there. God, I hated that. You remember the pacers? I never took it. Really? Yeah. You're lucky. Okay, I took that stupid thing, like, because my high school for some, and junior high, we took it. And, like, everybody will remember this. Cal California still does it. The stupid pacers where they're like, touch the line. Ben, ready? Go. And then it's like, beep. And you have to touch the line. And then beep, run back, touch the line. And then do continuously. And they're like, now we're going faster. And we're like, fuck. I'm so glad that none of this makes sense to me. I, I, I yes, uh, you never took the. I think it was only I a California. I, I had to take. I had to take the MMPI um, from the therapy stuff that had to do with mm. sobriety uh, and all that stuff. But that was uh, a little bit different. Uh, I also liked this. So there was this other one here, and the the a whole thread. The whole mm. the, the reason I'm pointing this out is just because like imagine being these people who are like you hold this much sway with the public. Uh, a hundred years ago, you'd call people like this gods, or not a hundred, like thousands of years ago, you'd call people like this gods to have mm. to or dictators or di well, yeah. I guess they're not really making demands of these well, people. But Kim Jong Un is considered a god, mm. even though he's a dictator. Yeah, some people leader. To, to yeah. for for people to be this uh, wrapped <laughs> up uh, in something as frivolous as pop music is, I feel like it shouldn't shock me, but it always does. Oh my god! Like so. <laughs> You want to read? The, I need you to read the other one too. Uh, okay, the whole thread. Just no, just the first, just, just the top one, just the top one. Okay, just just picture someone 
with like tears streaming down their face. They're sweating bullets and like peeing their pants. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm officially entering BTS lockdown. For new armies who still don't understand what that is, let me explain real quick. BTS lockdown means not paying attention to anything but supporting the boys. That means ignoring other fandoms, no matter how annoying they get or how loud. Un it's, it's kind of amazing. And this thread is like one, two, three, it's, four, it's five, six. It's an academic journal entry, like, literally. How does, like, you know that the CIA is like, we need to hire these people when, like, if we could, like, get them mentally stable mm -hmm. and like going you know like they would be fantastic assets to any government mm -hmm. uh if they were if they were more stable and i guess uh, I, on one hand i don't want to like talk crap about them because they're young Maybe, i, I want to talk crap about them. I, I think I, I i don't care i don't think it's normal but it or healthy my, to be a stan it's it's, it's like the especially when they're when they're um, outwardly yeah. attacking other people mm -hmm. like if you want to base your entire existence around like a celebrity or a a, a musician I think it's weird, but as long as you're not hurting other people, I don't really care. But if you're gonna like you're hurting my eyes, that I have to read this. That, fair enough. Okay, they're so they're hurting they're hurting you. They're hurting yeah, you personally. Um. So yes, that's uh, what was the one that says. Uh, we are past the stage <laughs> of wanting local validation, and we should never play into that dynamic now more than ever, especially with the situation here with Western award shows like the Grammys. Remember, <laughs> whether they win or not, we stay winning. <laughs> this is uh, it's it boggles my mind. Miracle, I can't believe that you uh did that you know these people exist and feel safe. I feel very unsafe knowing all oh, this Oh, because stuff I have friends who are like this. Crazy. How old are they? Um, they're about my age. You're it's kidding. Fine. I, it's fine. Like, we're all is, okay. How is anyone a stan after the age of, like, 16? Well, it depends how dedicated you are. They're but... extremely dedicated. <laughs> this person said at the end of the thread that they haven't been sleeping or eating. Like, it's dramatic. That's a, that's a call for help. The long award show ahead. Yeah, Let's good. go, baby. No, like, I do have friends like this, and they will talk about it. I, I'm so happy I don't have social media anymore. Yeah. I just threw away my whole life. I was like, eh, who needs social media life anymore? Well, like, like you said, I Mary takes more of an issue with, like, I'm just kind of like, you know, if, as long as you're not hurting other people, what, who am I to judge? But it's like, it just... This it, behavior is a scourge on society and it, also the internet. It, mm -hmm. it just shocks me a little bit. That's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So, uh, assuming that they win tonight, the, I'm sure that the army will mobilize, whatever that means means in this <laughs> context mobilize. whatever that means uh, uh, yeah could mean anything <laughs> all right fan cams oh man okay what is a fan i, I mean I, I can guess it's but... just a video of k-pop stars dancing and you try to get as many people to click on it as possible incredible mm -hmm. they, I, learn, <laughs> I learn something new every day yeah oh gosh all right <laughs> we are going to move on and we are going to argue about <laughs> we are going to argue about um the movie The Bubble, which uh, I guarantee you, no one in the world likes but me, at all. I'm the only person you who like, likes you like it because you're easy to please. I you like trash. That's the reason why, audience. Um, Brett likes trash, and if you want to throw your trash at him, he'll accept it with open arms. That was quite the hot take, Miracle. Thank you, <laughs> bitch. What? It's you like you, everything. Brett. You like everything that's terrible in this world. Like what? Heat. You've never seen Heat. Yeah, I have. No, you haven't. Yeah, I have. I highly doubt that. Yes, I have. Well, then you're wrong. If you've never seen the movie <laughs> Heat, that's, that's you're wrong. Uh, so it says, Netflix viewers say Judd Apatow's latest movie is the worst film they've ever seen. 
Uh, Judd Apatow's new comedy landed on Netflix on April 1st, and viewers are not impressed. You can check the trailer here. It says the pandemic set flick uh, titled The Bubble stars Karen Gillan, Leslie Mann, David Duchovny, and Fred Armisen, uh, and centers around an actor named Carol Cobb, that's uh, Karen Gillan's character, who starred in the movie franchise Cliff Beasts. (laughs) Uh, Although having previously left the franchise to focus on other projects, Cobb is lured back in for the sixth sequel, which happens to be filmed amid the pandemic. Uh, I will say off the off the bat i hate um pandemic being included in most movies and tv shows when it's not the focus Mm -hmm. something like this it's literally the point of the movie so i give it the leeway because they they work it around that idea but like with most of the shows that i like seeing them having to deal with it it takes me out of like the escapist nature of the entertainment Mm -hmm. and like i don't want to look at the real world when i'm watching there's so many mentions in like an article like nobody wants to watch a new season of luther with with uh, idris elba wearing a mask it doesn't make any sense nobody wants that Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I will say that going into it, most people are going to have their mind made up as to whether they want to watch something like this anyways. Uh, I will say it is too long. It's at least 30 to 45 minutes too long. Mm-hmm. It is extremely meandering. Uh, it feels at points like it does not have a point at all. Uh, like you're like, okay, you're watching these people act awful and be awful uh, in this movie and I didn't, it but didn't, you liked it. but it didn't bother me. I don't know if it's because <laughs> they're self-satirizing themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are being, they are showing an overblown idea of what it means to be an actor, to be a self-important, self-obsessed egotist. Mm. And the fact that they're able to do that uh, was okay to me, especially. It's not okay though. Why is it not okay? <laughs> because self-deprecating humor is still self-absorption. And it's honestly, it's self-aggrandizing because they think they're self-aware, but they're not. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder how much of it is like the director knows it. And and, uh, and this is another thing. Like when I watch any type of uh, this type of um, meta humor in, in regular shows, like if I watch a show, like uh, whether it's a police procedural or something like with the, and you see uh, like actors involved, like, so it's an actor playing an actor, 99 times out of a hundred, it's awful. And it's, it's over the top. And it's always this kind of, ploy where they're like they're self-obsessed they're addicted to drugs and it's very true in the real world uh from all the arrests that you see and everything like that but in in maybe it's because i like david duchovny maybe it's because i like karen gillen for the most part as actors i have i'm not saying anything about the the personalities of these people pedro pascal is of course not the nicest person in the world and is very much not a cool person to ever want to interact with unless you agree with exactly his worldview mm-hmm. but one of the things about doing this job is you do have to most of the time learn to separate art from artist or you won't like almost anything right so there is a certain amount of uh i guess distance for me when i watched it it could be the mood i was in but the physical humor worked for me because it was very reminiscent of people i knew in the pandemic the people who were really scared by everything or the ridiculousness of the way they kind of highlighted she sits down and takes her mask off Right at the, at the at the very beginning, yeah. all that stuff yeah. rang true to me. Now I'm not saying that the that the the gag as a whole was super funny the whole way t- through, and it was too long. But the stuff that they tried to do early on, I felt worked enough. And the fact that they don't actually get the movie made at the end was the part I liked the best. The fact that it never got made. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is, I get that they're trying to satirize COVID hysteria. They're trying to satirize actors for being pretentious and entitled 
and addicted to substances, etc. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's really not funny because uh, they were kind of perpetrating that hysteria yeah. on all of us. And then, it, I mean, just on, I on top know. of that, the way it's filmed is so disjointed that it's like made to make you feel as stir crazy and just like insane as you did that back I will at the agree beginning. With. That I and that I, I will hated agree with. that. I had to watch it at one point five speed because I don't know if I the, couldn't have sat through it otherwise. I don't know if the Keegan Michael Key character being a cult you know, like so like talking about I don't know if that was a Jared Leto reference or not. <laughs> Maybe uh, it could have been a Jared <laughs> Re- Leto reference. Uh, I I thought the 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 joke about uh, the satirizing the the uh, TikTok people who's like I didn't want to watch ET because it felt kind of racist like. All of that, it's weird because you're right. These are the same people who then go and virtue signal online, but then it's almost like, it's it's like living proof that what they're saying on social media, like you shouldn't trust any of it, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's clearly not who they are if they're willing to make these same jokes. Uh, the, the one about the her playing like half Israeli, half Palestinian yeah. uh, in the movie, I was like, it feels like that shouldn't be allowed to be made in today's world, but somehow that joke's allowed to be made. Why him? Why this movie? When uh, l- realistically, there's going to be people online who are going to be very upset because, you know, uh, Israel-Palestine's a very real thing and people are going to complain about it. Uh, so it's like, maybe if you if you make all of it over the top, all of it hysterical, and all of it kind of this weird form of like um, blasphemous humor, then people just kind of have to accept it. Uh, and, and the people but who it's only allowed because it's coming from it's like blasphemous humor mm-hmm. coming from the gods. It's uh, it, it's not funny. I'm not saying it, that it's you're not really. Right. I mean, the the COVID stuff, especially uh, making a joke out of the fact that they were entitled, pampered, isolated from not having to work or socialize like the rest of the world. That's not funny. Like. Even if they're bringing it up like, oh, see, we get it. Like, yeah. we were so entitled and pampered. Like, that's not funny. And I think mm-hmm. it's indicative I think it's indicative of a shift that's going on right now, whether you want to talk about somebody like uh, Bill Maher calling stuff out, and I'm not going to get heavily political here. That's not the point of this. But the point is we're seeing a cultural shift back to where they understand the importance uh, of being able to laugh at themselves, which mm-hmm. they haven't been able to do for about a decade now. Uh, they're likely going to fool a lot of people us here are no better than that at least when i when i laugh at it i laugh at it from a place of understanding of what they mean and i understand the hypocrisy but i love movies Mm -hmm. and i love entertainment so i unlike a lot of other people will give leeway uh when something uh when an actor who is charismatic delivers a line well i will give leeway there in a way that i understand why other people do not most satire i hate uh, mm-hmm. I hated Don't Look Up. I hate political satire for the most part, uh, unless we're talking like Wag the Dog uh, or something like that from the 90s. Uh, but in general, I, I'm also watching it, the part about them understanding that they want to make art, right? They're like, this is deep and important. And the director's like, it's a movie about dinosaurs killing people. Uh, I am one of the most pro um, escapist entertainment people in the world, meaning I don't mm-hmm. want movies shoving political messaging down my throat. So even though they're satirizing it, talking about, look, People do not want to watch a bunch of crap with uh, messaging and lessons built in. Uh, they want to watch 
dinosaurs uh, eat people to get away from their their lives for a little bit that's so i like the godzilla versus kong movie where yeah. i said people just want to see monsters punch each other nobody gives a crap about humans anymore so so it's kind of an uh, interesting that they're aware of it mm -hmm. but it's like so who's who's really making these who's making the decisions is it the studio which they they take a lot of shots at movie studios in this as well mm -hmm. the, the 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 kate mckinnon playing the studio exec who's constantly traveling is like exactly what you expect uh, a person it's like yes we're all struggling and she's in like the savannah uh and then she's in a chalet in switzerland or something like this it's yeah. like it's the only country that was open so it's like i'm not saying that uh what we're watching here is necessarily good entertainment i'm saying that i give leeway uh with something like this because i love the art form yeah and I'm not saying it's a high art. It is definitely not. But sometimes you just catch a movie on the right day and it, it, it speaks to you in a way that maybe I watch this again and mm -hmm. I hate everything about it. But I watched it one time and I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I also enjoyed uh, the... I enjoyed the guy who... Uh, Keegan-Michael Key's character being really uh, self... Uh, self um, not being able to handle the fact that the TikTok girl had 100 million followers. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you don't need 100 million followers. Like that, that spoke to me. I'm sure there's plenty of actors. Like you watch like a lot of actors try to transition into being like content creators. And it doesn't yeah. work. Like Will yeah. Smith is like astroturf to hell on YouTube. And it just never comes off as real or authentic. It was also making fun of the fact that that TikTok star was invited on set simply because she has followers and mm -hmm. she didn't know anything about yeah she's like, they're all just script or acting or anything she's like, they're all just really old mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> uh, I, I it spoke to me when he's like I don't watch my own shit I don't ever watch any of my own segments <laughs> back so that the, that one felt real to me there was also the joke at the end of it was like I'm making the skills movie and it's all about diversity and racial justice it's like the Pete's movie that they're gonna make yes soon. Uh, so it's like like. And then at the end, the guy comes on and realizes that we never went and sent the swabs to get tested. Like certain parts worked. It was absolutely too long. And I understand why other people don't like it. But I give a lot of leeway when something like <laughs> this happens. It just ended and, up feeling like a fever dream, especially with the dance sequences. I, I think that might have been the point. Uh, to show the show the manic nature of being locked up. With I don't these like people. feeling manic yeah. and locked up again. I'm done. Twenty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So <laughs> yeah, um, I'm in the majority to, opinion here. No, you are. You absolutely are. Miracle's yeah. insane for putting this movie on the same level as Heat. That's actually physically insulting to no, me. No, I didn't put it at the same level. I just say you hate, like you really love trash. You understand that's considered like the seminal crime drama, right? Like that's literally considered a ma like a masterpiece in I know, genre. Okay. Um, it's a it's a you know stink what, bug on the thing. You might want to remove that it's on the on your mic top oh. there. Yes, she handled that very well. Mm -hmm. She didn't. Um, it was uh, the first time <laughs> cool Al Pacino. Yes, very cool and collected. <laughs> uh, it was a uh, Michael. It's uh, a, there's a very famous scene of Al Pacino and Robert De Niro in a cafe together that comes from that movie. It was I their first know. time. Chris Carr and I will agree that you have terrible taste. <laughs> Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, you guys are wrong, but at mm -hmm. least you're wrong with conviction. In the case of Bubble, yeah. you do. Uh, this is... Okay. I also want to point out that whenever we do these reviews, I point out that these things are, at their core, subjective. Mm -hmm. Different people with different life experiences will like things for different reasons or hate things for different reasons. And that is okay, my mm -hmm. friends. You are allowed to. Uh, I did find it interesting that there's no audience score, even though it has 100 plus ratings. Uh, whereas other movies with far less have an audience score. Mm -hmm. uh, but in general, the consensus is that it's unfunny. Uh, I think a lot of the people are, are, don't, aren't looking at it from the perspective you are. I think most of the people who find it unfunny think of it as like, why are you making fun of COVID? 
like 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 there i think it's a lot not, of people it's not covid that you can't make fun yeah. of it's the fact that they were perpetrators of hysteria and mm -hmm. like mental and like the, psychological terror on the public the culture the culture and then they is. want us to laugh about it the cultures i don't know particularly what karen gillen's take was on covid i don't know well, just the whole yeah. i mean the whole the media industry class, not any of the individual yeah. actors yes. involved um i guess for me it's like there's also there's a timing thing here maybe they wait like a year and this movie plays a lot better to i, I actually that's not true i think it, the the length of it probably Pre uh, precludes that possibility mm -hmm. but if they cut 30 minutes out of this movie 30 to 45 minutes uh and wait a year uh for uh things to change maybe it gets a different reaction mm -hmm. maybe it doesn't but I, I think that's a possibility but it definitely is meandering it is definitely overlong uh, uh it'll be lost to the sands of time you're it, you're wrong there <laughs> no i, I absolutely but i'm yeah. saying like it, it'll be forgotten in t-minus uh five minutes yeah. but you know what it is what it is i already the, forgot about it the the the, the, the <laughs> physical humor uh worked for me i i am a fan I, I enjoyed the the scene where pedro pascal has like the weird like acid trip with uh daisy ridley just because of uh, their history on um star wars together mm -hmm. uh he's from the mandalorian she was uh, ray from the, the sequel trilogy mm -hmm. yeah. uh the the most hollywood aspect of it was the was the the weird like where they all do drugs in the hotel room together like that felt like that was yeah like, i just had to avert my gaze yeah. at that point i was like oh it was I, just a little too actually for me crazy. that's that stuff it tends to be hard for me to watch just because of my uh, being in recovery like uh, i we, i skip i didn't watch euphoria mm -hmm. because of uh that is actually the definition of something that can be considered triggering That's for someone like very graphic yeah. yes mm -hmm. so um it is one of those things uh I, I i understand why everybody hated it but i'm going to i'm going to just say you know what that's fine yeah. it, is, it is what it is you didn't have to be mean about it Mary. <laughs> i'm always going to be mean towards you that's uh that makes no sense whatsoever why would you do that to me reasons why would you do that to me reasons don't that, worry about it that you have to trust that she has her reasons I, mm -hmm. I, why <laughs> can you tell me why no can well, you tell me why oh i thought you were asking no i'm her. asking like, what i'm asking either of you can you tell me why i have to trust that i don't think that's fair don't worry about it <laughs> all right all right we're gonna move on since uh since we had our argument it wasn't as bad as i thought but it is what it is mm -hmm. uh we're gonna talk about the crow reboot and the fact that they just can't uh, this will never happen mm -hmm. I, I shouldn't say that because now it probably will happen uh maybe that's the jinx they need like this has been in the works for like a gazillion years um we will have uh, many, many things come to fruition long before this probably ever comes out. Mm -hmm. But so the idea is that they're rebooting The Crow. The Crow was a movie from 1994 starring Brandon Lee. Um, it's based on a comic book from the late 80s. Uh, and it's, uh, it's basically a revenge story. And it's famous because the actor from that movie, Brandon Lee, mm -hmm. uh, was tragically shot and killed on set yep. uh, because of a uh, mishap mm -hmm. with a gun that ha was loaded improperly. You think we will learn by now? Uh, you would. Uh, mm -hmm. You would. Um, there was a, a, a fantastic joke at the Grammy or at the Oscars where someone's like, uh, I'm glad uh, he's like, he's like, I bet Chris is glad he didn't make a joke about Alec Baldwin. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> about Alec Baldwin's wife. Oof. So it says uh, <laughs> the, the Crow reboot sparks backlash from Brandon Lee fans. So as I said, Brandon Lee was the one who passed away. That is mm -hmm. the son of Bruce Lee. Yeah. Uh, it says news of the crow getting rebooted was reported one day after the 29th anniversary of Brandon Lee's death on the set of the original film. I'm assuming what they mean by this is that they think this was intentional. Like they, 
they but they, like who waits till one day after an anniversary yeah. to announce it something? It had to be a complete coincidence, yeah. but people yeah. got offended anyway. It's the curse. It's the curse of this movie. Like it, it'll, it's never <laughs> going to get made. Like they can't do anything right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it says. Um, it actor uh, Bill Skarsgård uh, has been tapped to play Eric Draven in a reimagining of The Crow, and the news was not exactly met with original films fan base from the original films fan base with open arms. In the first movie released in 1994, the late Brendan Lee starred as Draven in a performance that is widely considered to be iconic, forever making Lee synonymous with Draven. Many fans feel that The Crow is perfect as is, never uh, able to be matched, and therefore making a reboot is doomed to fail from the start. Yeah. They're actually probably wrong. I think that this could be done, especially with the the popularity of these types of dark noir characters mm-hmm. uh, and Hollywood's inability to leave anything alone and the short attention spans of most people. Uh, I think that they could make it and end up uh, doing... They made movies after... Paul Walker died in the Fast and the Furious. Like nothing mm-hmm. is uh, is off the table in these industries. Yeah. Um. And I think like tonally, the 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 biggest tragedy was how it would never be as cool as it could have been back then when uh people were less sensitive and art was ta- was given a little bit more leeway in these industries. Mm-hmm. Now it will have the same color palette as every other movie. It won't feel the same uh same way. Of, it'd be like we're gonna watch Blade when it comes out and it's not gonna feel. Like, it's not gonna be the same. No, like le- leave Blade alone, please. Exactly. I I I liked it and I just watched a like a film theory about how Blade is gonna be one of the stepping stones. So Moon Knight is all like another stepping stone for Marvel to be releasing dark avengers and then something else it the title of the superhero team i think has the word knights in it and they're like yeah so moon knights go launch off this so but but it, it, for the most part i mean these studios mm-hmm. it's going to be bland it's going to be it's corporatized boring. and boring so uh so the fans were took very big issue with the news that scar scarsguard's casting in the reboot which will be directed by rupert sanders who made snow white and the huntsman mm-hmm. uh was broken on april 1st just one day after the 29th anniversary of of lee's death while wrapping up his final scenes for the film during production in 93 lee was tragically killed when a prop gun used for filming was loaded with improperly made dummy rounds yeah. uh is eerily similar to what happened to helena hutchins on the set of Alec Baldwin's Rust, uh, I would argue that they're not really the same other than the fact that they both happened on, on movie sets. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there have been many voicing their uh, opinion about this re- whether this reboot should happen. Uh, others are more open to the idea, especially with a great actor like Skarsgård. There have been so many actors tapped to play this character mm-hmm. over the years. Like, uh, So I, I have this other article. It says uh, the... Um, what was the one I was looking for here? There it is. Uh, a brief history of the remake of The Crow that just can't seem to fly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it says... Uh, it's delicious. Okay, we're going to just go to it. So this is like the timeline. In 2008, uh, Stephen Nord- uh, Norrington signs on to direct the remake of The Crow. By the way, they made sequels to this. Yeah. They made like Crow, City of Angels or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, there was like two sequels that were like straight to DVD, mm-hmm. which oddly enough, nowadays would be like going to Netflix. So they would get made, yeah. uh, but be given more more play. Uh, in 2010, according to The Guardian, Nick Cave is set to script the film, working from both a script from Norrington and James O'Barr. In 2010, Mark Wahlberg is rumored to star in the film. I can't see that casting. That, that makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then later on, Norrington ex- exits the project in that same month. In 2011, uh, Juan uh, Carlos uh, Fresnadillo, 
comes on board as director. The film is reportedly set for a rewrite by an unknown scribe, and it just keeps going on and on. Bradley Cooper uh, in 2011 was on Talks to Starring in it. James McAvoy in 2013 was in star- was in Talks to Star in it. Tom Hiddleston. It looks like they're just picking names out of a hat. Like mm-hmm. none of these people really feel like they have the same. Uh, energy to me uh, and then we go all the way up through 2015 and then in 2018 Jason Momoa there was actual yeah. test footage of Jason Momoa by the way I stand by that I think that he should never shave his beard he should always have his beard well when he was younger and he had like shorter hair with no beard um, he looked okay he was on Baywatch yeah he was on the original Baywatch that's how long he's been around mm-hmm. uh, and he's only in his 30s or, or like 30s or, or early 40s right? early 40s I believe okay. um, so it says the the crow celebrated its 27th anniversary and they just they go down and they show you all of the uh the various uh things here do you think this is a movie that should get made no i think hollywood because again hollywood's running out of ideas so they just want to play safe and just remake things that they know it's gonna have a cult following already but i I just just don't don't want remakes anymore but if they're gonna make one i think bill skarsgård is a Mm -hmm. good choice just or face is rather Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, he, disturbing, macabre. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There was uh, who was it that we saw earlier? Uh, I was like, he, he looks like a young Steve Buscemi. He mm-hmm. does. I couldn't believe yeah. it. Like I was like, no. And then I clicked on the picture. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. he does look like a young Steve Buscemi. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I I get the people who are mad about um, be, being you know because they they really uh, Lee's like he's really synonymous with mm-hmm. this role. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, it's hard to do, but they like said they made movies about the fast and the furious after Paul Walker passed away. Not the same thing. Cause it's not like they well, recast that actor, that character, but the mm-hmm. franchise still went on and it was mm-hmm. seven films in when that happened. Yeah. So well, I just want to say like, I love Paul Walker, but Paul Walker didn't have like a big impact, like the Lee family. If you think about it, um, if long... they want Brandon Lee back, there mm-hmm. is the option of just AI generating. His I don't face. think fans will allow. They that. did that it's for... disturbing, and mm-hmm. I don't support it, but they could do it. They had to do some of that for the final scenes in that movie. They mm-hmm. had to do post production to to like they had to do doubles, uh, like I an extra. I think that that should be legal because it's like it's written in their contract. So if they do want to act, they have to basically but what about it. for a new movie when mm-hmm. the person's already dead like i just don't there's think a that movie that should be allowed there's a movie uh from like 2013 it's like a danish film where uh robin wright her character it's like she's like robin like a fictionalized version of robin wright mm-hmm. sells her likeness to a movie mm-hmm. studio and they use her uh in stuff that she has no say in because she sold her likeness mm-hmm. not her talents so like she you could be dead and they could be making movies about something you completely disagree with uh, and you wouldn't have any say in it because you sold your the soul. The Simpsons have a, yeah. a episode. It's like a part of Treehouse of Horrors where basically they hire Homer to like kill off and assassinate like celebrities and politicians because uh, they said basically famous people like them, once they're dead, they have no say. So that's why they yeah. like basically that's why it's written in their contracts like once you're dead we have legal rights for it yeah for sure mm-hmm. yeah like that's that's a scary thought because that could happen especially when you look at the technology they have to like de-age people mm-hmm. and what deep fake technology looks like right now yeah. like most of those obama deep fakes would 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 uh would fool the average person that's true uh, and for a person with as much camera time as he's had that's a pretty impressive feat because you'd think that most people would be able to discern the small nuances mm-hmm. and other than like some tonal problem like tonal differences in the voice yeah. yeah it looked pretty much just 
pretty close to just like him. So you have to imagine if, if like what they had uh, GPS was developed during Vietnam. Yeah. So it's like by the government. So I imagine that the the deep fake technology that the CIA is using right now <laughs> is, is probably very terrifying. There's yeah. a good K drama. Um, I wanted to watch it. I watched a little bit of it. It's called My Hollow Love. And it's on Netflix if you guys want to watch it. But it's kind of like that where this actor, he doesn't look like the um, hologram, but he sells his likeness to this company. Yeah. And the girl like falls in love with the hologram, but she meets the actual person who's the actor and she slowly falls in love. But the AI, the AI for the hologram kind of has its own mind and it falls in love with the girl too. So they fight for her. That That's is very Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of weird. And yeah. I kind of like it. But imagine that, where we just have actors, they paid, like, basically they sell off their likeness to a company, and then all of a sudden, this AI is, like, looking like you, it it kind of sounds like you. what gives their likeness value if mm -hmm. they haven't acted for real yet, you know? I don't know. Well, I'm they, still, like, really like into it. will come after somebody mm -hmm. dies. For, like, a celebrity actor, it makes sense, yeah. because yeah. they have, like, uh, a certain amount of capital behind their name yeah. mm -hmm. and their likeness. Like, uh, like imagine... Futurama had one episode where they had a bunch of ai robots look like lucy lou and they're <laughs> basically you can buy her and do whatever with her i love lucy lou mm -hmm. uh, I, I i she's fantastic do she's you like her because of the charlie's angel skit no i i loved her because she was on uh oddly well kill bill but uh mm -hmm. elementary uh, yeah I, I love the show a perfect example that you can uh race and gender swap a character and have it actually no, that wasn't lucy lou uh well you're wrong but okay are you sure yes uh yeah, uh, 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 Johnny Lee Miller and Lucy Liu in, in Elementary, but that's a perfect. Oh she, my bad, yeah. She, Sorry, she plays uh, she plays John Watson, except for she's mm -hmm. Joan Watson, and it actually works because yeah. they weren't bragging about it in the publications, but how they were changing the world by right. changing. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I, like, a lot of people are like really really big sticklers. They like they want everybody to look exactly the same mm -hmm. for, as their characters, and I get that for the most part because like mm -hmm. when you're really attached to source material, like you want to see it come out the way you always imagined. I'm a lot looser with that. I'm just like just don't brag about it and pretend like you're changing the world mm -hmm. because you changed the casting of someone that's self-indulgent and self-aggrandizing and you suck yeah so that's that that's my take on that but for this is one of those things where like most of these takes are just basically like it was stupid that they announced this 29 years almost to the day but i think that's the curse i think the movie is just cursed and they're not going to be able to get it made what do you think i don't believe for? anyone was that mad mm -hmm. about it no well uh mad in internet terms <laughs> is also Maybe like, like a thousand people tops yeah mm -hmm. well they, that's what i'm saying well they don't say everyone they say uh, yeah. fans of the re uh, fans of the original, which you know, for a movie that has a, a cult following, so it's a uh, that movie. Th those are all Gen Xers who love that movie or a little bit older. They're not all sitting on Twitter, I'm sure. Yeah. So uh, for what it is, it's just a further example of the curse keeping this movie from from getting made. I think mm -hmm. so. We will see where that goes, but uh, now it probably will happen. Now that we've like talked it into existence, it will probably end up getting made. Yikes. So yeah, we'll see if Bill Skarsgård ends up in ends up doing that one mm -hmm. so podluck yeah let's go podluck okay um what should we start with first i think we're gonna do box office first so mm -hmm. podluck starts uh weekend box office morbius bites off 39.1 million sonic 2 opens overseas uh yeah i've already been seeing reviews for sonic 2 from like mr h reviews had uh, a good review on up it that one i really do want to see mm -hmm. more than i care about morbius 
Uh, it says, the Sony Pictures uh, Columbia Dark Villain Origin Story Morbius opened atop the box office this weekend with an estimated $39.1 million. That is in line with pre-release projections, although it's also less than half the opening of 2018's Venom and 2021's sequel, Venom Let There Be Carnage. Uh, Venom opened to $80 million, Let There Be Carnage opened to 90, and Joker, of course, opened to $96 million. Joker is a very big, uh, I guess the term would be, it's it's a rare apple in, mm-hmm. in that. It's, it's just like that type of opening for a movie where that got all that press from about how it was like an incel movie and like the 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 media literally made that movie work by mm-hmm. being so uh hysterical about it so it almost th- seemed like they wanted it to end up like they did some kind of yeah. movie theater massacre. sure would be a shame if somebody did something violent at this movie yeah. theater. that's that's yeah. what they were yeah mm-hmm. listen when i say that i believe that the media is evil i say that without hyperbole that's i i do uh, so it's a starring Jared Leto, most recently of House of Gucci, with a uh, with a previously villainous portrayal of the Joker in Suicide Squad and Academy Award award winning role in Dallas Buyers Club. Uh, so it was in, and it was done by director Daniel Espinosa, who says no clue what's going on in this movie because he couldn't mm-hmm. explain like half the stuff. Like they didn't know what Matt Smith's character's name was because they changed it halfway through. This movie's been through like eight delays and like tons of rewrites and reboots uh, and reshoots. Mm-hmm. So this movie was kind of always. Uh, behind a veil of like everyone is expecting it to fail so actually yeah. 40 million uh and i think that i read that they only spent 75 million can you go to imdb and look up what the budget or just google what the budget was for me i believe it was 75 million mm-hmm. uh which makes the budget with uh so it's like 75 times 1.5 that'd be like what 115 or something like that yeah. uh so it's like a less than 150 million dollar budget um so, like they'll make their money back. I don't know if it will if it'll profit heavily, but given that Sony has done so well with their movies lately, it is a misstep considering how much I've loved the fact that they've uh, they're continuing their non politically driven narrative movies, which is very good. Meaning, like uh, whether you like them or not, the Venom movies are for the most part apolitical. Uh, the Ghostbusters Afterlife is unbelievably endearing and 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 does a a certain amount of social messaging but does it very well they learned their lesson yes last time i think yeah they were never gonna let ghostbusters afterlife (laughs) go through what ghostbusters 2016 did and most of that just goes by not hiring people that are going to mouth off on twitter uh and make it worse for yourself um, so it says the Batman fell 47% to 10.8 million. 47% is a, not the worst fall in the world. So it's behind the dark Knight and the dark Knight rises as far as a movie that's fallen in this, uh, in its fifth or in its fourth frame. Uh, but it's ahead of where, uh, Batman V Superman and, uh, Joss Whedon's version of the justice league were, mm-hmm. uh, as far as like what their fall was week to week. I did not, I don't know what ha- hardly zero is. Oh, that they're talking about Jujutsu Kaisen mm-hmm. came in fifth place in the third frame with an estimated 1.9 million. That movie did really well. It's yeah. opening weekend and then just dropped off a cliff both the other two weeks. Uh, and then down here, I just want to go down to the, uh, the numbers. So, mm-hmm. um, the budget for Morbius is 75 mil. Okay. So I, I, I was right about that. So, uh, 44 million, 44.9 million overseas and 62 markets. Sonic, uh, started overseas at 25 million. That's not too bad considering that it's, uh, came out amidst like a pretty crowded market right now. Mm-hmm. 13 million, uh, for the Batman, the bad guys, which I don't know. I don't know what that is. Came out to 10.5. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ambulance, uh, has got an, uh, an April 8th domestic release, which I actually want to see because it is a Michael Bay movie and I love bad Michael Bay movies. It's going to be bad. It, uh, that one has more to be positive about it than eh. his recent stuff. Like, it's so boring. You can do so much with a high speed chase. 
Yeah. In an exactly. ambulance. Exactly. It's speed, but in a, but in an ambulance. I'm okay with that. Ugh. Um, I like Jake Gyllenhaal. So, uh, mm-hmm. um, yes, Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it is what it is. So uh, Morbius was 39 million. The Lost City came in second. I was actually expecting the Batman to retake second mm-hmm. and. I don't know. Sandra Bullock can stop complaining now. Yes, she can. She can finally stop complaining that she's not getting enough enough yeah. roles, enough movies. I expected the Batman to do kind of what, uh, what Spider-Man was doing, which was like, mm-hmm. it would come in first, and then a new movie would come out, and that would win, and then the next week it would go back ahead of that movie again. Uh, so the Batman came in third. Fourth was Uncharted. That one is still trucking along. Seventh week, and then uh, down there, Spider-Man No Way Home. Again, Spider-Man No Way Home is now available. You can buy it like PVOD at your house and watch yeah. it at home. And it's still in theaters and still bringing in over a million dollars a week. So that's like, it, it's up to it's 16th week. So that's like what, uh, four or five months. And it's still in theaters and still in the top 10, mm-hmm. uh, of releases every week, which is very impressive. Uh, and it only had, it's still in what? 1,705 theaters. So that's like, not that many theaters to still pull in over a million dollars. So we'll see where that goes. And next week we've got, what are we looking at next week? We've got ambulance and we've got Sonic the Hedgehog. So uh, take your pick. We can see either or. Um, Sonic. Sonic. Yes. Sonic Sonic is getting very, very good reviews from everyone that I've seen saying that it is both, both loyal to the video games. Uh, It does not try to be something it's not, which is what I'm always... Mm -hmm. When I like movies, it's when it's trying to be something that it wants to be and it doesn't try to pander uh, and be something that isn't. A Michael Bay movie is supposed to have a bunch of military dudes, 360 camera shots, Mm -hmm. helicopters in slow motion. That is what I expect. As long as you give me what you you say that you're going to give me, I am liable to give it more leeway than the average movie that says it's going to be something groundbreaking and and, uh, Mm -hmm. stunning and brave, (laughs) only to be uh, a bunch of trash. Yeah. Um, I just want to see Sonic because everyone made a huge deal out of like how ugly the animation was from the first before, one. Yeah. But thank you for agreeing with me see. because I was about to have a fist fight with Brett if he didn't want to see Sonic. Oh, oh, yeah, we're, that's we're right. on mm-hmm. the same team. Here. I said, uh, yeah, I, I was, I said either or. It's, it's, <laughs> okay, but yeah, I was about to say if you chose ambulance, I would really, really beat the shit out of you. Okay, I'd love yeah, to see that. I would, I would love to see that that'd be fantastic <laughs> yeah don't threaten me with a good time that's true um, and plus it will help us get more subscribers okay oh, and she's gonna do it on video too that's even more impressive she's she, <laughs> that's, that's female privilege privilege yep. right there she doesn't even care she's like i'm not gonna get in trouble nobody's gonna care if i beat eh. you up you're a guy you don't matter <laughs> you don't matter brett it's okay we'll just put will smith on his shirt and then Chris Rock online. <laughs> okay. And see what happens. That makes no sense. That would make you Will Smith and me Chris Rock. Kinda. Uh, so. Or it's like the redemption arc of Chris Rock actually <laughs> trying. So you think violence is the redemption arc? Interesting. Yeah. Fighting okay. back. I'm learning. I'm learning something new every day. <laughs> or right. Pete Davidson versus Kanye. I get to be Kanye. I'm not being Pete Davidson. <laughs> yeah. I, Are you sure? I, but you're the same height. Oh, no, no, no. Pete is actually taller. Never mind. Yep. yep. So. Uh, but you have the same look. I'm more eccentric than you. <laughs> a skeet or kanye uh i think i'll neither take, yeah literally neither you're fired <laughs> um, come on yes okay so, okay we're gonna move on we're gonna talk about uh disney plus edits out stanley mm-hmm. tribute out of the punisher finale and i remember she asked a very pertinent question when i showed her this article she goes why 
And apparently, mm-hmm. what I found out is that they found the uh, the Stanley cameo in the Punisher controversial because of how the show ended. Oh. So it says edits made to content on Disney Plus have been a subject of constant discussion since the launch of its platform. Recent alterations, allegedly made by mistake to the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, brought to the attention brought to the attention of the Marvel shows on the channel. So they they like we covered that. We talked about how they're like uh, they they removed blood. They removed like a like a piece of rebar going through some one in, into like something behind them and they edited it out to make it look more family friendly yeah. and then like when people called them out they're like it was a mistake <laughs> it just happened by accident like mm-hmm. uh, an editor just happened to want to make those CGI changes and then they also had access to the raw master and access to the to the server and access to the file mm-hmm. and it just happened by accident it's just magic it just oops. it just oops it mm-hmm. just happens who knows why uh that is the funniest excuse ever but apparently what i found out is they, they so what happens at the end of the punisher television series they edited out the stanley cameo because this is the one that had the tribute to him because it came out right after he had passed mm-hmm. uh so in the second article i don't have i believe that one's i did not send this to either of you i found this one at the last minute and it says uh disney plus has removed the stanley tribute from the punisher season two finale that said, the Stanley tribute at the end of Jessica Jones season two premiere or season two remains. However, the streaming service has also removed a Luke Cage tribute uh, honoring the late Reggie Cathy, who played uh, Reverend James Lucas, mm-hmm. the father of the eponymous hero. Uh, the news comes just day. Okay, then they go down here. It says uh, I wanted to figure out the part where they mentioned why it's here. Um, Yes. Okay. So it says the success of the, uh, basically what happened is the end of the Punisher season two was super violent and uh, bloody and gory. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, they're like, they put in a thing. It's like, we love you, Stan. And they <laughs> felt like it was like off color. You know what? I love that. Mm-hmm. That they, that they bothered <laughs> to, to edit it out. Since when is anybody offended by anything anymore like that? Yeah. Like violence. As far as decency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not like bad words but it, like <laughs> it does feel kind of early 2000s or, or like or, or older than that it feels mm-hmm. very puritanical yeah like i like talk violent about violent video games yeah. the the it's 90s rhetoric. debate like it's going to make you it's going to make your kid into a school shooter if he plays but we are desensitized i don't mm-hmm. know yes so it says it's, it says uh uh stanley passed at the age of 95 on november 12th 2018 shortly after his death the punisher's second season finale became available on netflix the season two episode the whirlwind ended with a comic book accurate castle using assault rifles to punish <laughs> get it punish uh-huh. that was very clever of this writer oh, uh, a group of drug dealers and criminals inside the warehouse right before the credits roll all slide reads in loving memory of stanley uh which some felt was in bad taste considering the violent end loving. We we love well you know these characters were created by people that create they wrote violent stories but it was entertainment and it was not meant to be uh, a portrayal of the it's not real life these people did not actually die mm-hmm. this is something that uh, I I don't he didn't create the Punisher character but the, you know he's part of Marvel's uh, you know he's part of what Marvel what made Marvel what it yeah. is today and so it is fitting to put his uh, uh, a tribute to him in there it just so happens that it fell in an episode with a lot of violence it's I mean. You would have been hard pressed to find any of those Netflix shows that wouldn't have had like a creepy ending to to something that they would have had to eventually stuff that in and mm-hmm. fit it in with. Like, are they going to do it after Jessica Jones has to shoot uh, the the purple man in the head? Uh, is that any less? Yeah. Uh, is that any less creepy to, to then put in loving memory after that? I don't think so. But I agree. I think this is much ado about nothing. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but it, it's just. But I'm saying it's much ado about nothing. But Disney's still making the changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't really think it was that deep. Like 
was there any group of people that was actually angry about this well there's the, the, people were uh people genuinely offended people no they're not unless saying they and, were it, unless that's relatives of stanley no i, I they're not saying anyone's yeah. offended they're saying that they did it anyways yeah like it's, it's weird nobody was nobody was offended by the the changes really weird, in the, the self-censorship yeah nobody was nobody was offended by the violence in the in the falcon and the winter soldier scene mm -hmm. either uh, it, it, to be for people to be that offended on Twitter it would have to be something identity politics related these days, unfortunately. Yeah. So, uh, it, it is what it is, and I'm and I will probably make it a thing to, at the very least, point out whenever this stuff happens because people mm -hmm. need to understand that when you watch something on one of these streaming services, you do not own it; you are leasing it, and it could be changed at any given time. And there's going to be a whole thing, like mm -hmm. we talked about, in like a decade, where people are going to be watching something ten years later, and they're like, <laughs> "I thought that was different." But it, it is a little unfair because people used to have a physical copy of something yep. on a on a tape. Yep. And yeah. That would never change. Yep. You should still be buying like, I mean, that's the thing. You can't do that with these Netflix or Marvel yeah. shows. Like uh, they, I think Netflix at one point released these on, on DVD. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe I'm imagining that. But like a lot of them, they'll, re they'll get a physical copy release for like boomers who yeah. don't know how to use Netflix. <laughs> but something like this, if there's no physical copies, you're, you're at the whim of like when this... Yeah. What what they want it to be. I don't like it. it. It's just that they want extreme, boundless control over everything we're consuming. And imagine being the artist who created this, which they greenlit, allowed to be made. He creates his vision within the context, within the confines of whatever uh, rules they gave him. He creates the best piece of art, uh, if you can call it art. I, I do still think it counts as art, even if it falls on the uh, the commerce line of it's still a mass marketed product. Mm -hmm. But for the people involved, there's uh, hours of work, you know, hundreds of hours worth of work. They put in all this work uh, and then it gets censored by Disney because what? Because nobody complained? That makes no sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. That's... Maybe it's it's anticipating complaints more than responding to mm -hmm. them. They're like, okay, they're just really neurotic, yeah. and looking yeah. for like what could be the next. Well, there was there was FTC. There was FTC. There was like a parents commission pushback when they put these shows on Disney yeah. Plus because they felt like it didn't fit within the brand. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's this kind of delayed reaction to that uh that yeah, pushback just, for them i guess mm -hmm. trying to cover their bases yeah. before people come for them that makes the most sense to me but it's a bummer because stan lee deserves to be remembered remembered fondly and just because it has to come after frank castle mows down a bunch of bad guys <laughs> with an ar-15 so be it mm -hmm. so be it i say and also to answer your question brett no do they they do not release their original films on dvd okay all right so it's uh maybe there's um some I'm probably thinking of ones that have been like brought to Netflix, but mm -hmm. already had a release first. Yeah. So, all right. So we're going to move on. Miracle. I thought you would love this one. Mm -hmm. Logan Paul appears at WrestleMania uh, 38 with a $5.275 million Pokemon card. Yep. Now I heard different evaluations. I heard one person say it was a million. I had another person say it was three million. This one evaluates it as high as five million. Mm. Um, do you know whether I'm gonna search it right now? So it says it's it a. Says he bought it for three point five million. Mm -hmm. Okay, but um, that now the value has gone up. Yeah, because is... if you keep on scrolling down <clears throat> to the bottom of the article, they said Guinness books, um, Guinness World Records, the um, grade nine plus. Um, card is like over four mil. Okay, so and this is a grade ten Pikachu Illustrator card that he bought in Dubai last July. Mm -hmm. uh, in turn, breaking the record for the most expensive Pokemon card. I wonder if it was the real one or if there's like if that's like a 
a duplicate that he had made. He would fall for that. But, it, it could happen. Well, no, no, I'm not even saying like a figure. He's I'm trying saying, to fool everybody. With I'm it? saying that he has the real, like, like, the, like a lot of people do who oh. own famous paintings. They have yeah, a, they yeah. have a duplicate made to mm -hmm. put on the wall, and yeah. then the real one stays very safe in a in a locked vault. It could I guess be that's possible. the concept of NFTs. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. realistically, he has the real one. Uh, it's not the same because remember we had the story. We did the story about him finding like the he bought the rare pack that ended up being fake, yeah. uh, and then the guy gave back the money. Mm -hmm. But in this case, this could be one of those things where he has the real one. He's like, I'm not going to wear the real. Like, what am I nuts? He couldn't wear or, it during the match. Does it? Does the person that got to hold on to it during the match have insurance? Like that's insane. Mm -hmm. By the way, he did very well at for a dude who's not a pro wrestler. He did very, very, very well. Uh, they mm -hmm. actually, um, and then he gets to. He's got like what they call uh, heel heat. He's very disliked, and the crowd dislikes him, which is very rare in wrestling these days. Because normally people like to cheer the cool guy, and the bad guys are almost Why always. Why they dislike yeah. him? Uh, the Japan thing, and then he's annoying. Well, His brother's annoying. They're just wait, straight okay, up. Okay, I want to know from each of you which Paul brother is your favorite or least not least favorite. hated <laughs> so my least hated one is Logan okay. I'm okay with him uh Logan is the one who the older one Logan Logan is suicide forest yeah one. he's also the one who did not pay yeah. Floyd Mayweather so I'll say Jake really hmm. I'll say the one who the one who pays his debts uh yeah i'll take that guy also he's the one who keeps trying to no jake paul you know on twitter like he was fighting with somebody and he legit threw his father under the bus he said i bet you can't beat up my 52 year old father and i'm like this is your fight don't bring him into it dad suicide d d d i'm going with i'm going <laughs> well, with the twitter posts I, over the guy who hasn't but paid so the reason why i'm going with like logan more because i kind of grew up on his content when he used to be he a vine, vine star yeah. yeah well they were both on vine but Mm -hmm. Jake is the favorite of anybody who likes the underdog. Yeah. But I like Logan. Jake Thank was always you. in his shadow. Logan yeah. is the... Logan's like the, the cooler face. big brother. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's like the face of the family. Like, people like him more. And plus, like, Jake Paul was like... Was he engaged to Tana Mojo? or They, like, got fake married mm -hmm. a while See, back. See, that's why another reason I don't like him. <laughs> like, I thought that, that was funny. Mm-hmm. I liked him more during that era, but yeah. um, I don't Logan's know. Logan's kind of taken over. Mm -hmm. For me, I feel like Jake Paul has a punchable face. Like the, all the Pauls <laughs> they both do. They all both the, have punchable faces. Why do you think faces? he's in wrestling? That's, <laughs> that's true. That's they literally like they're like he is a natural born bad guy. Like you just he is. Fight he him. is perfect for this business. Yeah. He, he he could make a career. Oh, I mean, more, he's actually probably he's bigger. He doesn't need the the WWE would need him more than he would need the <laughs> yeah. WWE. But it's like. Uh, I'll still take the guy who, who who doesn't owe Floyd Mayweather money over the guy who 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 does. So I'll take Jake. <laughs> but okay. look at the picture of Logan with his Pokemon card that, on. It's like, awesome. That's just so swag. He looks like a gym. They, somebody mm -hmm. said he looks like a gym leader. <laughs> oh, okay. He looks like um. The, they both look like fuck boys. I'm sorry. They do. They are, but they, one of them has more swag than the that's, other. Yeah, uh, that's true. <laughs> So, so I just thought Miracle would enjoy that story. Mm -hmm. uh, given I actually watched WrestleMania 38 last night, it was good. Mm -hmm. uh, it's now that it's like a two night thing. I don't know if I have the energy to watch tonight as well. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to watch Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, uh, and I wanted to watch um, Bianca Belair beat up uh, um, Becky Lynch. Mm -hmm. uh, I it's one of those things. Uh, I I take I, I explain all the time. Pro wrestling to me is kind of like. Um, 
I, I don't have the heart to watch it anymore because it's so bad most of the time. Mm-hmm. At least the uh, WWE is. So I listen to like the podcasts, but don't watch the shows. So I, I stay fairly up on what's going on, but don't actually watch it anymore. I don't have time to watch it anymore. <laughs> Logan Paul's initials is lap. There you go. Sorry. Perfect. <laughs> Sorry, that was like a little bit off topic. What's but, his middle name? But Alexander. Alexander. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. He looks like a Logan Alexander. <laughs> yeah, so. and then Jake Paul's full name is Jake Joseph Paul. JJP. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so he, he competed. They ended up winning. That mm-hmm. was the funniest part. They, they won the match. Uh, but then afterwards, the Miz, like, beat him up uh, and gave him his finishing move, uh, and the crowd cheered, uh, and that's a, a big accomplishment to get the Miz cheered at WrestleMania. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I, thought it was, I thought it was good. Interesting. So, I, I, I want to know who held on to the card while he was wrestling. Um, like, did, I believe his coach did, or, like, somebody in the back. That's what. Remember when I said like she says stuff where she thinks she knows. Like she's just she's winging it. You're she very confident know that. in this. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It gives me extra height. Okay. <laughs> uh, she. Uh, uh, I don't know if he left it at ringside. If there was mm-hmm. like if, if like the ring the ring the bellkeeper like ended up holding on to it. But I hope whoever it was had insurance in case it got bent in that mm-hmm. case or mm-hmm. something like that. So. It's okay. So yes. It's okay. I would love to hold it. I bet. I just want to like read all the like. Have you ever looked at a Pokemon card? So you remember that fan mail we got and mm-hmm. i gave all the pokemon cards to brian one yep. of them is very rare which one i i can't say it because then the person who sent it to us is gonna feel bad about it uh, so you think there's why mo- would they feel bad maybe they knew it was valuable maybe well because a lot of them are from the first pokemon <clears throat> movie so well, it, now like, he knows who whoever sent it she's like probably yeah. not many people who sent mm-hmm. pokemon movie cards to you guys so well, no, he knows already no like maybe but like maybe he didn't do his research on which one is very valuable I, i'm saying but by now you've mm-hmm. already given enough hints so they yeah. know so go ahead and which, which okay one like so, having a mental breakdown yeah. as we speak yeah <laughs> well it's funny because um i was reading the comments for that vlog and they're like it would be funny if that person who sent it finds out like later all of those are very valuable yeah maybe um, they, i guess possibly didn't know yeah maybe he didn't know but at the same time like thank you again um what's his name last name smith sorry i can't remember your first name doxed him too (laughs) yeah it's okay (laughs) there's like a million smiths out there (laughs) yeah um but basically it was um pokemon's first movie for dragonite okay yeah so i forgot the statistics brian like searched it up and like he's like yeah i'm just gonna hold on to this good for him Mm -hmm. nobody else nobody else claimed it good for him i brian really loved it so i was like yeah you have all the cards okay i didn't know brian was a pokemon fan no he's a collector okay he's just collects random things no oh so he's like a Mm -hmm. he's a he's like a a vintage shopper Mm -hmm. okay cool all right um that was fun yeah that was fun uh mary thank you how did you how did the first episode go fantastic it mm-hmm. couldn't have been better I, that's actually about like i like i i have like a, one of those things where like you you are tend to judge yourself harshly so like i can tell like whether i feel like a show went well or not by the end like mm-hmm. you have a good indication i think that's about as good of a show as we've had so that mm-hmm. was that was a lot of fun so uh why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media sure you can find me on instagram or tiktok at closer kitty and again my name is mary just <laughs> no, so everyone is clear on that her name is not Kitty. Her name is not Maddie. It's not closer. It, it is not closer. <laughs> There's no X in there. It's just it's yep. just Mary. Mm-hmm. All right. Miracle, let everyone know where they can find you on social media. I don't have social media because it rots your brain. <gasps> oh, she's right about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, you can follow me on Instagram at Brett Dasovic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
rot your brain. It's fine. Uh, for the show, please go to the YouTube channel, subscribe there, leave comments on the videos, like the videos. Uh, we really appreciate that. In the mm -hmm. description box to all of those clips is a link to the Spotify playlist that has the entire episode start to finish. It is the best way to listen to what we do here. We are also on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and on Pandora. And on social media, you can follow us on Twitter at popculture underscore show and make Dane very, very happy when he comes on to the show tomorrow by following us for Pop Culture Crisis there on TikTok and on Facebook, and that's at Pop Culture Crisis. We will be back. Bye, 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 bye. We will be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.